Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. With NBA All-Star Weekend in the rearview mirror, whose star shown brightest? Also, what storylines will take center stage for the NFL draft in a little over two months? And head coach Kyle Shanahan may be part of the problem in San Francisco. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, might not have liked it, but the fans got what they wanted. Finally, an NBA All-Star game with a team scoring over 200 points. And here to help break down all of NBA All-Star Weekend from Indianapolis and from the stadium itself is one of our NBA experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA and Locked On Mavs host, Nick Angstead. Nick, let's start off with the big weekend here with the NBA All-Star game. Who was the biggest star of the weekend, the biggest standout for you? There's a lot of stars here tonight. You know, LeBron James is here. Luka is here. You've got Steph Curry here. You've got a lot of big names. The star that shone the brightest was Jennifer Hudson, Ross. She just <laughs> dominated. She was amazing at halftime, just belting out, like no lip syncing, just no, amazing. But the All-Star game in and of itself is just, you know, it's about personalities. It's about, you know, guys just goofing around basically on this game like it isn't competitive in the way that adam silver wants and so as you alluded to earlier adam silver hands the trophy for the winning team to Giannis, who's the captain of the of the eastern conference team they win they score over 200 points and he said well you scored more points so here you go you can you get the trophy and it's because the nba really wants this to be competitive they, they really want this to be a showcase of the league and a showcase of what the game of basketball can be at the highest level because you look at sports in general. The NFL is over with the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, no other sport is really stepping up. You don't get into March Madness yet. Pitchers and catchers, I think, just reported. The NHL is not, you know, capturing the attention of the, you know, the American audience. And so the NBA is at the forefront right now. And so you look at the first thing that is presented to the main public of all the people that are just maybe checking back into the NBA for the first time this season. I know it as someone that does an NBA podcast. They're checking mm -hmm. back in. What's the first thing they see? This like weird event where they try to tout it as this competitive thing. Oh, we're going to try and do this, try and do this. And all of a sudden it's just unwatchable basketball, basically. Yeah. Well, look, as somebody that's more of a casual NBA fan myself in terms of viewing, I don't mind 200 points and I definitely don't mind Jennifer Hudson. She's the one that taught me to throw my shoe in excitement, the pride of Roosevelt high school over there. But when you look at the rest of the sort of you know, events going on around the NBA all-star break, they introduce, of course, the skills challenge. They add this sort of, you know, led, uh, uh, court and everything that added a little bit of spice. What, what was the engagement, which was, the, what was the excitement like throughout the weekend? Yeah, it's another one where this is supposed to be the thing that's supposed to capture everybody's attention. It's supposed to bring in, you know, all these clicks and all these social media impressions that the NBA are so obsessed about and bring in a bunch of mm -hmm. viewers and, like, be the, the most exciting thing that happens to the NBA. We talk about it all year, and then eventually it comes, and it's kind of disappointing. The best thing that happened mm -hmm. on Saturday night was the Steph and Sabrina, you know, thing. And that wasn't even the NBA's idea. Adam Silver even said that to us in a press conference the other day. We were sitting there, and he goes, 
Man, I wish I could take credit for that, but I really can't. This wasn't the league office. This was <laughs> Steph and Sabrina. Steph seeing how well Sabrina did, setting the record for the most shots ever hit in a three-point contest yep. for the WNBA last year. And then Steph has the NBA's record. And so they just reached out to each other. Steph's a big proponent of the women's game. And that was the best thing, honestly. If you would have told me that the WNBA would have the best moment in the NBA All-Star <laughs> weekend, I think I would not have believed you, but they did. I mean, <laughs> Sabrina hung with them. She would have been like tied for the final round there with all the men she shot from the men's line like it was just it was an amazing moment it was a fun moment and honestly it was probably the best moment of the weekend that's really cool actually i kind of enjoy that maybe that helps to maybe push along the idea of an wnba expansion because we absolutely need one of those so if, well, got, if you were looking for they something got one to maybe yeah right maybe if you were <laughs> looking for something to get nba fans who are just now checking back in excited for the second half of the season what would you put out there for those fans yeah, it's tough. A couple of ideas I've been tossing around with other people. Tony East from Lockdown Pacers and I have been talking about this all weekend is a USA versus world game, right? You've, you've mm -hmm. got enough. And some of the best players in the NBA that don't care at all about this all-star game, Luka and Jokic, or our buddies are hanging out and just like, walking through this game as if it didn't mean anything, basically. <laughs> if you put them at the front of the world team and it's Luka, it's Jokic, it's Embiid, it's Larry Markin, and it's mm. Demonis Sabonis, it's, you know, all these guys. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Canadian, you know, Giannis. Like, throw all those guys on one team versus USA, and then all of a sudden you have that kind of dynamic. Maybe that puts a little bit something back into it. A lot of people will want to say, oh, you got to make it make it so that they can play for something, play for, you know, home court advantage in the in the finals, which mm -hmm. I think is insane to me. Like, to, to just put 12 random players in charge of who gets home court and who, like, that makes no sense. And so I don't think incentives like that matter. I don't know that the money matters, although the money seemed to matter in the in-season tournament this year that the, the NBA introduced. Yeah. So teams actually really tried. The Lakers really tried. The Pacers really tried. But – those are, you know, those were teams that are not necessarily even in the, the playoff picture, <laughs> at, at least at the top right now. And so I don't know that you can really change it. It kind of is what it is. Stay up to date all year long on the NBA by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On NBA on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thank you for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up next, we're going to give you the biggest storylines to pay attention to ahead of the NFL draft. And before we get to that, LeBron James has made it clear what he wants his future to look like. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Then you can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Of course, you can also build some same-game parlays for an even larger payout. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. Hey, look, there's a big time matchup in the Big 12 tonight that you'll want to keep an eye out on. Number 10, Iowa travels to take on number three, Houston. FanDuel likes the Cougs at home by nine and a half points in this one. Winner gets first place in the conference. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA and official sports book of Locked On. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering all the biggest sports stories of the day with the help of our local experts here on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube now so that you can subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 
LeBron James addresses future ahead of his record-setting 20th NBA All-Star game. But I am a Laker, and uh, I, I'm, I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization. So many greats. But, but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. The Baltimore Ravens signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar to a one-year extension, which kept one of their most experienced wide receivers from hitting free agency. The terms of the deal have not yet been announced. Aguilar caught 35 passes for 381 yards, which ranked fifth on the Ravens in his first year in Baltimore. He also added four touchdowns. This means that the Ravens are bringing back three of Lamar Jackson's top four wide receivers for the 2024 season. The only remaining scheduled free agent is wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has called into question the future of the G League Ignite. He said that the introduction of name, image, and likeness to the college basketball landscape has diminished the need for the league to potentially continue the program. This is the fourth season that the Ignite has been in existence. Its program was originally created, as Adam Silver said, to provide a path for pre-draft eligible players to be paid to play basketball before being eligible to enter the NBA due to the league's age limit for prospects. The introduction of NIL, however, has now allowed for college players to be paid significant money for going to school and reduced the need for the NBA to create such a feeder program to the league. The New York Rangers took down the New York Islanders in a dramatic outdoor hockey game at MetLife Stadium. This was just embarrassing. The New York Islanders, in a must-win game against their biggest rivals, <clears throat> at a special event like an outdoor stadium series game, held a 4-1 lead in the first period held a 5-3 lead with five minutes to go in the game and watched that slip away so they lose with just 10 seconds into overtime on a goal by Artemi Panarin. Shohei Otani did not participate in live batting practice on Sunday, and his Los Angeles Dodgers spring training debut is on hold. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said that Otani, who is coming back from elbow surgery, will not participate in Thursday's opener against the San Diego Padres. The two-time MVP signed a record $700 million 10-year contract as a free agent in December, as you may have heard. Roberts, though, did say that he is encouraged by Otani's progress physically. Here is another story you need to know. Tis the season across the NFL. The NFL draft is on the way, of course, with the combine coming up. If you want to keep up to date on everything NFL draft, everything combine, everything mock draft Monday and beyond, Locked On NFL Draft is the place to get it done. We have one of the hosts here, Keith Sanchez. Keith, when you look at this year's NFL draft, everybody wants to know about the quarterbacks. What are your expectations? How many quarterbacks could we see realistically go in the first round of this year's NFL draft? 
Man, I, I I think five is probably still a good number. I know we went as high as five to six, and then as the season played out, we went to two or three. But I think we're back up to that five or six mark, and you know, just with the momentum and everything. And we we're on the heels of the combine, right? So we're talking about shorts and t-shirt. We're talking about running forties, right? Which these guys should be able to run pretty well. But then we're also talking about them throwing the football all over the yard and people getting excited about that part. So I think the momentum is about to pick back up, and I think we can lead this draft with five quarterbacks uh, taken in the first round everybody expected that this year the 2024 nfl draft class was going to have those top quarterbacks it was always the conversation it was gonna be a really good quarterback draft has that panned out the way that you expected it or did we see a little bit of a drop kind of like where is it in terms of the expectations when it comes to quarterback yeah i, I think what happened was over the season is that we've seen that we have good quarterbacks there's not quarterbacks without any flaws, right? And the way I'm looking at this, Ross, is that I'm looking at this is a situation where these are quarterbacks where they have to go to good situations, right? And you're talking about the Washington Commanders, Cliff Kingsbury, Caleb Williams. It just makes too much sense for how everybody talks about Caleb, right? When you watch the film, air raid, holds on to the football. If you want him to be successful, put him in something familiar, right? And I think the same goes for Jane Daniels. Listen, we know that there were two versions of Jane Daniels. There was the 2022 version, right, where we're talking about he struggled to throw the football, and then there was the 2023 version when the offense was actually molded around him, and we've seen a better version of Jane Daniels. So I think that's what it's this is going to be more of um, just as far as the quarterbacks having to go to good situations and those organizations building around them. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, of course, the LSU quarterback who went on to win the Heisman Trophy, but he's still not QB one in this year's class. I think everybody still expects that's going to be USC quarterback Caleb Williams. You mentioned that opportunity that fit potentially for Washington, the commanders and now new offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury. Do you expect there to maybe be a chance that we see some fireworks at number one? The Chicago Bears pick there right now. They've got Justin Fields. Is there a chance that they're going to be getting a lot of phone calls for that number one overall selection? I think so. And if I'm the Washington Commanders, there's not a chance that I'm leaving without Caleb Williams. I call this, mm -hmm. this is the LeBron James effect. If you remember LeBron James yeah. going to Cleveland, right? And just what that was able to do for a franchise and being able to revamp it, right? And with the Commanders, you're talking new ownership, new head coach, new general manager, right? What do those fans need out there? They need the hometown hero to come back home. So I think that's the first firework we see is that the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders find a way to work something out to where the Commanders can move up to one and draft Caleb Williams. Man, that could be great, especially after we saw the fall off of the Philadelphia Eagles towards the end of the season. All of a sudden, the NFC East could be a place where maybe they make some noise in the next couple of years. We'll have to watch out for that for sure. Uh, let's take a look at some other positions. Obviously, quarterback very strong in this year's draft, but what are some other positions? Let's start on the offensive side that you see being maybe the strongest in this year's draft. Yeah, I'm all in on this offensive tackle class. And listen, if you're talking mm -hmm. about draft boards and not mock drafts, right? But if I was just doing player rankings, I would probably mm -hmm. have 10 offensive tackles and probably my top 16 players. I think wow. the offensive tackle class is that talented. I think that there are going to be offensive tackles that fall out of the first round just because teams, uh, you know, they're going to reach for other positions, right? Instead of taking best player available, but best player available, there's probably 10 of the top 16 players are actually offensive tackles. That's insane. So that means that in, in a lot of cases, this year's offensive tackle class five, six levels down, right? Five, six rankings down could have been tackle one in another draft class. Is that right? 
Yeah, no, and, and we just talked about this, Ross, on a Locked On NFL Draft podcast, and you're talking about guys like Tyler Guyton, right, that, that nobody really talked about, right? But they can – they would have been – probably offensive tackle one last year, right? I, I like those guys ahead of uh, Darnell Wright from last year. You're talking about Amarius Mims, who's nobody's talking about right now. That's another 6'7", mm-hmm. 340-pound guy. He potentially would have been offensive tackle one ahead of Darnell Wright last year. I mean, I'm sorry, ahead of Paris Johnson, because Paris Johnson went mm-hmm. first. Uh, but, you know, still ahead of those guys last year. So, yes, I think this offensive tackle class is so deep, and I think it was more talented than last year's offensive tackle class. Stay up to date all year on the NFL Draft by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On NFL Draft on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, is Kyle Shanahan part of the problem in San Francisco? Kyle Shanahan is widely regarded as one of the smartest coaches in the NFL. So why did Tony Wiggins tell me on Locked On NFL that he's holding the 49ers back? I would think so. And and I think because he can't get out of his own way. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, I believe it was Bill Parcells that said something like this, right? I don't, I'm going to paraphrase my thoughts here, but he said, I can get you to halftime of the NFC championship game. Mm -hmm. Those last six quarters it's on you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think with Kyle, Everything he has to control everything. Thus, the timeout with the defense that he yes. didn't like. That I just really believe that he believes that he's going to dial up this magic play, and I applaud him for taking accountability and wanting to do everything in his power to get his team across the hump. But I think one thing he needs to realize is your work is done, dog. It ain't on you no more. You know what I'm saying? And you're being counterintuitive to, to the situation. Whenever you take the responsibility too far, you become a control freak. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 you can actually do more harm than good. It's like me trying to control my 28-year-old son right now. That's, no, yeah, I'm good gonna, luck. I'm going to stump luck. him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so my thing is you got to let people go. And it's funny, though, that you brought that up because go back to the, the, the video that we're all seeing on social media of the coin toss mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes going. They want it. They want it. And then yeah, going yeah, yeah. over and saying, and Chris Jones saying, oh, no, we practiced that. We were going for two. If they scored a touchdown first, we were going to go for two. The yep. fact that all of them knew that stuff. And then on the other side, you, you, Kyle Uzik, I think that's how you say his name. He's a <laughs> yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. Ivy Leaguer, right? He's yeah. like a smart dude. He said, I ain't, we didn't even know that. I mean, yeah. to have that, it tells you that at some point, one side, they covered everything mm-hmm. before the game. So in the game, Mahomes could go like, I can't believe they did that. And then he goes to tell Reed, I can't believe they did that because blah, blah, blah. Whereas the other guy, they didn't know the rules. You know why? Yep. Because Daddy Kyle's going to do everything for you. Oh, he'll pay you like Bill. Don't worry about it. You don't have to have a job. I got it. It's going <laughs> to all be on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, you, and you, you spoil your kids and guess what happens? You're the one that ends up rotten. So my colleague, Tony, has a very interesting point that I actually agree with. I want to look at things from another Angle. First of which, did, did you know that the San Francisco 49ers are the only team in the NFL to not employ an offensive coordinator? At least they didn't in 2023. And you might say, well, that's because Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. But don't forget that an offensive coordinator is not just a play caller on Sunday. They're helping to install the offense 
Monday through Saturday, Tuesday through Saturday, depending upon the schedule and what it might require. So when you're somebody that is a head coach, stretching yourself thin is already a part of the job description. But when you don't have an offensive coordinator and you're having to do the install, you're having to do the teaching, you're having to do the architecting, you, stretch, you spread yourself even more thin. And sometimes that manifests itself in not being prepared for a rule change in the most important game of your career to that point. That's what we saw just this earlier this month with the San Francisco 49ers not understanding the new overtime rules. The other piece to this is every single NFL team across the league has changed their offensive coordinator at least once in the last two years. Yeah, all 32 have had changes there. And one of the reasons why that's happening is because Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and others are having these expanded coaching trees. So when you're constantly seeing San Francisco 49ers staffers, assistants, coordinators, position coaches, all getting hired off for other roles elsewhere, it's hard to maintain when you are holding up a piece of your own development, right? So sometimes it's very important for you as a leader to know when not to lead, to take a back seat instead of always, always, always rushing to take the driver's seat. Is anyone out there still questioning the genuine connection between Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs? If so, I welcome you to take many seats. T Swift donated. $100,000 to the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin, the woman who was killed in the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. Quote, sending my deepest sympathies and condolences in the wake of your devastating loss with love, Taylor Swift, was the note that was connected to the donations on a GoFundMe page for Lopez Galvin. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering all the biggest sports stories of the day with the help of our local experts here on Locked On, as well as our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube to subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up next on Locked on Sports today, which NBA team is poised for a post-All-Star break explosion? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.